All right, so you've picked your course topic. You know that port course topic has demand in the marketplace. You've created magnetic and compelling learning opportunities. You've gathered your course content. You've organized your modules. You've organized your course plan. You've picked your platform. You even did the next three steps that we chatted about in the previous episode, right? You determined the most effective way for each lesson. You made sure your content was engaging. You started filming and recording and editing your online course. Now what? Stay tuned and find out. Welcome. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. What is up? What is up? What is up, my dark horse friends and family? Welcome back to your weekly dose of how to create an online course learning. I'm your dark horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and I've been coaching and I've been in the coaching and course creation and online space since, I'm going to date myself here, the 90s. So I got a little bit of experience under my belt, and yet here I am still learning. And I'm here to share with you what I have learned and what I am still learning about course creation, coaching, entrepreneurship, and more importantly, infopreneurship. However, the question becomes, who are you? Well, that, my friend, to me is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur, more specifically, an infopreneur with or seeking a coaching and online course model and business, or maybe you're hoping to have that very, very soon. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal or business tips and results. That's very important. And results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire. It absolutely deserves to be. And that's why I'm here hitting you with another solo success episode coming to you straight from the Dark Horse HQ as we dive deep into your on, on into your infopreneur and course creation success with actionable advice, tips, and steps designed to help you level up your game. Because as we already know, there are no shortcuts to success except for taking those little steps towards your goal every single day. All right, so brief recap, right? We're talking about back in episode 337, right? I wanted to break down this. Hey, if everyone wanted to know how to create an online course, I wanted to take them through the steps overall. So they, if they just wanted to, they could take this content and go create their course all by themselves, right? And God love the folks that have done that. I've been that person, and there are many of us out there. All right, so in episode 337, if you haven't listened to it, here's the synopsis. If you want to go back and get the details, please go check it out. First thing you want to do is you want to pick your course topic, right? That that one, it just fires you up, right? Then you're going to take that topic out to the marketplace and see if there's a demand for it, right? And if you find there is a demand, man, God, you're on the right track, right? Um, then you're going to go and you start creating some magnetic and compelling learning outcomes for your students, you're going to get out there and you're going to gather your course content. You'll probably have a whole lot of it already in your head, but you want to gather it all up there, uh, get all the newest things that are going on in the market for your topic. And from that, you're going to structure your modules and create yourself a course plan. And even that point, you could pick your platform. All right. And in our last episode, episode 339, we talked about the next three steps 
which are determining the most engaging and effective delivery methods for each lesson. Some lessons may need to be done differently depending on the topic you're sharing. Some lessons could all be done the same. That's fine, all right? Inside of that, the next step is to make sure each of those lessons, that all of your content is engaging in some form so that you don't have this kind of thing, right? You don't want the crickets going off inside of your course content. That is not where you want to be, ladies and gentlemen. And then finally, you're going to step into filming, recording, and editing of your online course. And that's the fun part where you get to have a good time getting in front of the camera. Oh, wait a minute. You don't like being in front of a camera? That's all right. That's okay. You could do the PowerPoint thing if you want to. I'm not a big fan of that, and I think a lot of folks will find that, uh, I don't know, less than entertaining. But we're not all here to be entertainers, right? You figure out the way that works for you. Film, record, and edit your online course. Hey, here's a cool thing. If, there's a, if you have a reluctance to be in front of the camera, find someone that loves being in front of the camera. Yeah, that could be one way to do it. Or if it's a how-to kind of thing, you could film the how-tos from an over-the-shoulder type of angle where only your hands are in the camera and then go back and narrate your way through it. That way you are on camera, but you're kind of not, if that makes sense, right? All right, now the next three steps we're going to be going into are setting up your online school Pricing your course, right? So you really kind of want them to feed into a, let's call it a bigger education-based business model, right? You want to, maybe you've, you've heard the phrase ascension ladder, right? Hey, I'm going to have this tripwire course that goes for $27, which takes them into the more detailed course, which is 47 or 97 and you kind of walk them up that ladder. Uh, there's a way to do that. And then the third step we want to chat about today is launching and the ongoing marketing around your course. Let's get stuck right in, shall we? Now, the first thing we need to, we need to chat about here when you talk about um, setting up your online school, and it doesn't matter whether you're gonna do it for a single course or if you have multiple courses planned out over a period of time. There, there are kind of three options available to you, right? There are online course marketplaces, right? Udemy and Thinkific, and there's a number of them out there. Okay, and then there are learning management systems that you can buy and, uh, you know, use as a part of your, that way it's all you, right? And it, it holds all of your lessons in one place. And then there are plugins and software for your website. And I'm a fan of this one because it kind of, it kind of marries the first two together. It takes the online course marketplace mentality and the learning management systems mentality and combines them both under your control. I think the big thing to remember here is, first, there's a big difference between the online course marketplaces and a self-hosted LMS, a learning management system. The online course marketplaces are kind of a marketing awareness play. So there's a way you can use that to your advantage. Um, Here's the thing, the online market, well, the online uh, marketplaces, they really give you very little control over your branding, the user experiences, and they often are all about discounting your courses without notice, right? They do some sort of big marketing thing. Hey, let's get you started on Udemy. All lessons are going to be X percent off. 
Um, so I would never want this to be your primary channel for you to sell through. This could be used as a marketing play, however. Maybe you give folks a taste, so you create your lesson, and then you take a section of that or a scaled-down version of that, and you put that on Udemy, and then you inside of your, um, your host profile, you can say, hey, you want more in-depth knowledge about this topic or that topic? Uh, come check out my website where you have your own learning management system going on over there. Now, if we move into the learning management systems, this kind of system allows you to set up your own academy, you could say, right? And you can link this to your website. You can fully brand it to match your platform. You can create uh, courses that are simple, that get more uh, complex as they go along. There are a number of platforms out there. Thinkific is one of them, um, but they give you a lot more control. And then there are also ones that will attach uh, will reside underneath your website and allow you to do all the same things without having anybody else attached to it. So it gives you full 100% control uh, from soup to nuts. And I'll probably uh, need to do a whole episode alone on the platforms that are out there and the pros and cons that are involved in them. So that uh, keep an eye out for that one. I'll do that one separately. Otherwise, we'll spend half this episode or probably this whole episode discussing that fact alone. But just know there are a number of options out there available to you, um, which all of them could be done really easily, no matter your expertise level or your geekdom, right? Whether you're a techie or a non-techie, uh, these are very easy to run and set up. But, and if you're a complete uh, noob and have a, a tech phobia, they're very easy to hand off to someone who understands it very inexpensively, set it up for you, uh, and then teach you just the simple management pieces, which are, again, very, very simple to manage. But one of the things I, I like to push when it comes to this piece of things is not think myopic. Let's not be myopic, shall we? Let's think about, all right, if I teach someone this topic, what is the next natural succession of things that they want to go to? Uh, and this is also the benefit. You know, you want to uh, have that online community so that you get those ideas. Ah, you get them yourself from questions that are asked or you get them from the audience alone that is uh, – occupying your online community and then you start creating the content and sharing with them and then they start praising you outside oh yeah yeah you tracy you're awesome um so anyway i'm sorry oh the cheese factor in this episode is high today isn't it but my point here is let's not be myopic so if you're going to teach someone oh i don't know um basics about the iphone right um, and then the next one is, you know, advanced iPhone 201. And then after that could be total geeky tricks and tips for your iPhone to make your day easier to run your business from your iPhone. So now you've got three levels. You've gotten the people, obviously, that 
have iPhones and want to learn the basics of how to make their life a little easier with the iPhone. And then you step it up with the next lesson of how to, uh, you can get to the more techie advanced folks that want to use their iPhone uh, to make their day and their life and their business run a little bit easier. And then those that are already running a business with some sort of lesson about how to run your business completely from your iPhone and or iPad. You feel the, the steps going there. Hey, that low one might be a, a quick, easy $27 one. That could be the one you put out there on those uh, online platforms to pull them into the rest of your environment and start advancing the rest of them up the ascension ladder to the more advanced tips and tricks in whatever topic you're discussing. And this leads right into the pricing. So you really want to have this strategized out. How where your online course is going to fit in your overall online piece of your business model, right? And if you're a coach, um, I think one of the cool things you could do here is you could have a course that is a free lead magnet, right? It could be, you know, a, a lead magnet that brings people into your your biosphere, your atmosphere, your sphere of influence, um, and it could lead right into your primary product or service. And one of the things I like to do with a lot of the coaches I see out there, and the, that coach name run reigns freely across the gamut, right, is you could use a course to get folks introduced to how you roll. Right? What is your style? What are your key elements that you like to focus on when you're coaching them? And if they can get through that and they're still interested in raising their hand for that next level of your information, well, you don't have to go through all the basics. You've already helped lay the foundation for them, right? So, you know, the question again comes back to, do you want it to be a free lead magnet? Um, it could lead into your primary product or service, uh, or is it just going to be a passive income on its own right, this first lesson we're talking about here? Or is it going to potentially be your primary income stream? Hmm? Maybe you want to sell memberships and access to that community we talked about, right? And maybe it's a mix of these things. Maybe that first introductory one is a free lead magnet. And then the next one up after that is a secondary income stream. And then the third one becomes your passive real income stream, your primary income stream. Or you could combine all that. And once they get past a certain level, you could sell them into a membership of, hey, every 30 or 45 days, I'm going to drop a new set of knowledge in the form of this content, whatever this content is, audio, uh, podcast, video, live lessons. And for X number of dollars a month, you get access to this immediately. And that's your ongoing price. And maybe the ongoing prices are the price of one of those pieces of content. So if you create something like, oh, I don't know, um, how, to, how to use YouTube shorts to grow your audience, and you sell that for 97 bucks, and you sell them 97 bucks a month, they're going to get that for free. There you go. Or maybe it's 47 bucks a month. So instead of them having to continue to pay $97 for every time you drop a new piece of knowledge, they're getting it for half that. There you go. And that also gets them access to the community. So you're increasing the value at the same time. Now, as you do this, you're going to have to think about your courses a little differently. They'll need to be designed slightly differently so that they 
continue to, uh, to provide a an additional level of value as you go up the ladder. They'll also need some different marketing methodologies behind them, you know, so that you put your students and followers into different types of funnels. You can have a different type of funnel for the person that goes for the lead magnet and that moves them to a, another place in the funnel or a, a different funnel entirely to move them into the set primary or secondary product or move them into the membership model. All of this to say is that's going to affect your pricing and how you need to apply that pricing to your online course or any of the pieces inside or outside of that portion of your business. Now, um, I'm not sure if there's a right or wrong way for pricing your course, right? You're going to know your content and your uh, environment better than anyone else. Um, I'm probably going to do, well, not probably, I'm going to do a, a complete episode later on if I get through this particular series about pricing your online course um, if for different reasons. But I think the starting point here for you would be to analyze and just get out there and review and benchmark your idea against your competitors. And this is the thing. If there's no one else out there doing it, maybe this is not a high demand product. Remember we talked about that in episode 337. The very first thing you're going to do is pick your topic. Then the second thing you're going to do is make sure there's a high demand for it. And if there's nobody else out there doing it, there may be a reason for that. So get out there and have a look at what your competitors are charging and what they're including and not including in there, right? Find out what makes yours better, what makes yours different. Uh, remember, you want to be different. Being you is a, a big part of being different. What, uh, what other bonuses you're including, what other value you're adding, right? That makes yours better, um, more unique, more compelling, whatever it is. Um, and then price yours slightly higher, right? I don't want you, I'm not a big fan of this whole pricing yours lower because it just makes it look like you're providing less value than your competitors. So if your competitor is out there saying, hey, we got all this great content, A, B, C, bonus A, B, C, and it's $97 a month, and you get in there and say, I'm, I'm providing more A, B, C, D, E, F, and here's the bonuses A, B, C, D, E, F, X, Y, Z, and you say, and it's $47. Me as a consumer, I'm going to look at that and say, yeah, I'm not feeling the love on that one very much, right? So I might go back to the competitor, which is not what you want. And then just on the purely business side of things, I, I think reducing your price against the market um, really reduces your potential, right? You're going to hurt your ability to support your students, to get your stuff out there. And I think if you're one of the folks that are sitting here listening to this or saying, yeah, I'm going to create this course. I'm going to provide value to the marketplace. Well, God love you get out there and you damn well do that. But if you start going out there and saying, I'm going to provide all this value, I'm going to do it for 47 bucks, right? It's going to take you a thousand folks to reach the, the, the revenue uh, that you want to reach unless unless you're going to up your price, right? So here, think about this for a minute. Say you say, my price is going to be 100 bucks. How many students do you need to reach $50,000? Duh, do the math, 500. Now, what if you're really driving home the value and your course is really worth 497, 500 bucks? 
Now, how many students do you need to reach that same revenue target? Yeah, a hundred. And here's the thing. It takes just as much effort to sell and market a low price course as it does to sell and market a high price one. Hmm? So you're going to be spending that effort. You're going to be spending those marketing dollars. You want to make sure you're getting the best ROI to the value that you are giving your students. I am not saying, do not get me wrong. I'm not saying, hey, I've got a $97 value course. I'm going to sell it for twice that. No, no, no. I'm saying if you're putting out $497 worth of value, you should be charging $497. Do not go out there and undercut yourself and say, I got to sell it at $297. Otherwise, no one's going to buy it. Right? You're going to have to sell twice as many because you're lowballing yourself. Understand your value and price your course on what you're worth and what it's worth. All right, you get me? I want you to sell based on your value that you're providing, not based on what you feel you're worth. Oh, God. Maybe, maybe you've got this thing about imposter syndrome. I do a whole episode on imposter syndrome. Go back and check that out. It'll help you boost you up, right? But if you're providing that $4.97 worth of value, sell it at $4.97. Okay, I can hear you now. You're sitting there saying, but Tracy, it's not about the money. I'm doing it for the marketplace. I get it, all right? I, I feel you. You want to provide the best possible product. But here's the thing. If you don't get what you're worth, two things are going to happen. One of those things is you're not going to be able to reinvest in yourself, in your business, and in your students. So if you're selling your course for 50 bucks when you could really be selling it for 200 bucks, right? Let's say you get 20 leads. Let's say you get half of them to come across. You're going to get 10 sales. So in the 50 buck course, you're going to make $500. In the 200, you're going to make $2,000. Now, whether you want to have $2,000 for pure revenue, put it in the bank, I did awesome. Or you want to have that $2,000 to reinvest in yourself and in your community of students, then sell what you're worth so that you can do that. And the other thing, you're going to feel so much better about yourself because you're going to go in maybe a little leery. I get it. You're a little leery. I'm not sure they're going to send 200 bucks for that. And you go out there and start seeing they're spending 200 bucks for that. You're going to get that hit, that dopamine hit of, oh my God, they get it. They feel me. They trust me enough to spend $200 with me, which is going to motivate you to create that next level course and understand that you're worth that next level of value. All right, now is the next step. It's time to launch and do some ongoing marketing. And if you think the work is over just because you completed your online course, I need you to think again, all right? This, my friend, is where the real work begins. I have seen it time and time again. You probably have too, right? Where a course creator creates this amazing course and they put it out there and they think, that's it, I'm done, I'm all good. I got my source of income. Mm-mm-mm. You need a launch and an ongoing marketing strategy to sell your course, to generate those leads, to bring people in. Otherwise, what are you going to have? Yeah, crickets. Nothing's going to happen. Just because you build it doesn't mean they will come, right? You're going to have to market it. You're going to have to start generating those leads. So you have to have a few questions ready. And here they are. 
One is, are you going to run any early bird discount promotions? Right now, I just got an email from uh, a friends of mine, uh, Sid and Tiffany. They're running a course in October. Here we are. It's the end of July, so they're planning way ahead, and they're trying to get early bird disc and they get early bird signups. And to do that, they're offering early bird discounts. So there's an option for you. Hey, you've got this, folks. The first 10 people to sign up, this thing is going to be releasing in two weeks, in three weeks, in three months, whatever it is. Sign up now and get early bird promotions. Here's a great strategy about this. While you're making the course, try this out, right? You're in the middle of the course. You're like, all right, I'm about 30 days out, maybe 60 days out. I'm going to release my first couple of pieces of marketing content about this course to get the market riled up. Start building the hype, building that tension. Dun, dun, dun. People are ready to go, right? What you want to do is start doing those early bird discounts. And once you get those people signed up, ah, now you have their email, you have their information. You can reach out to them and say, hey, what one or two things would you want to make sure is in this course to feel you got the value? And if it's not in there, Get it in there. If it is in there, it's reaffirming what you already know about how awesome your course is going to be. The next thing you're going to need or the question you need to answer is, do you have a content marketing plan that will help you sell your course? Uh, so many times I see people on social media talking about this and talking about that. Yeah, here's a picture of what I'm eating as I'm on vacation. Oh, here's my dog running in the backyard and nothing mentioning anything about what it is they teach about. Start molding your content plan so you can start marketing your course. It doesn't have to be beat you over the head salesy marketing. It could be, hey, did you know the top three things about X? And if you'd like to learn more, right? Um, I think the next question you want to be answering is, are you going to run ads? If so, what platform are you going to run those ads? Where is your audience at? Do you have a list that you're going to market to? Should you start building that list? If the first answer is yes, I have a list, the second answer is still yes, you want to build that list. Keep building your list. Always build your list. I got a list of 3,000 people right now. Last time I looked at it, it was 3,100 and change, and I'm still trying to build that list bigger. I, the money's in the list, they say, right? Well, okay, good. Keep building your list. If you have a, an email list of five people, market to them. There it is. They don't know what they don't know. Next question, can you partner up with any other influencers? Is there anyone inside or outside your sphere of influence that you feel like, man, if they knew about this course, they would either use it themselves or they would certainly use it, uh, share it with their, their tribe, their sphere of influence. Reach out to them. What's the worst thing they can say? No? Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Are you going to run an affiliate program? If not, why not? Here's the thing. If you don't make any sales, you get no money. If they help you make 100 sales and they did all the work and you give them 50% of the profits, how much money did you make? You got 50% more than you had before they did any of the work. You could possibly do no work and let them do all the work, hmm? right? And give them 50% of the profits. Heck, if you built this up maybe as a tripwire, right? This is your... $17 product and you say, I'm going to give you 100% affiliate commissions on first tier and I'm going to give you 20, 25, 50% on second tier. And you remember I talked about building those multiple courses? 
They're going to be like clamoring over themselves. Um, yeah, sign me up for that as long as it's a good course. All right. And then how are you going to use social media? Uh, I kind of covered that a little bit with your, uh, your content marketing plan. Use your social media effectively in this marketing genre and, and start early. Don't start the day you launch the course. Start building that tension early. I would highly recommend start teasing the marketplace at least three months out. Six months would be awesome, which means you could start teasing the marketplace about a piece of, uh, about your course the day you start working on it. Let's say it takes you three months to create the course. Well, then you can release it three months early with the early, um, the early MERD discounts, right? Give them uh, a little tease about that for about a month, right? And then go on from there. So again, at minimum, three months out. That's not a long time. That time is going to go by really fast. It's August already here in 2022, and this year has flown by. So trust me, especially if you're uh, digging in to create this course, the time is going to run by super, super fast. Heck, you, let's even take that one step further. I want you to consider pre-selling your course before you've even created it, right? There's those early bird discounts. You can start picking away at their brains on the stuff that you want to make sure that or you make sure that they want to have included. Now, some of the things you're going to need when it comes to marketing your course, um, either right out of the gate or uh, long term, certainly is your sales page, right? We all know, oh, man, I'm selling another sales page, right? You're going to need it. But let's talk about a few of the things you need to make sure is on there. One, a compelling headline. You need to capture their attention right out of the gate. Uh, think about someone's on their phone and they say, oh, I heard about this course. Let me click this link right here and check it out. Oh, how to learn fly fishing in three easy lessons. Okay, let me, let me read a little further down. Next thing on there is an opening story, right? This is where you're going to introduce the problem. Excuse me, my pen just dropped right there. This is where you're going to introduce the problem. Now you're going to take them through some highlights of the benefits that your solution, that your offer brings, right? And these are in bullet points. Below that, some testimonials, that's social proof. Some folks are going to say, hey, Tracy is awesome. Hey, he's good. I've tried his technique and it works. Remember those uh, pre-sales? Hmm? Those folks could be doing that. Uh, some credibility. Are you going to a little bio in there for yourself? Um, how long you've been around? You've been around since the 90s, like I say at the beginning of this podcast. Um, drop in an FAQ. Some of the big over uh, objections that they're going to be asking themselves of their scan. Well, the reason I don't want to do this is X. Go ahead and answer those questions in advance on your sales page, right? Then give them those pricing details and a clear call to action right? One call to action. Don't give them seven different choices. A person posed with too many choices will not make a choice. Marketing 101 right there. Give them the pricing details, what's all included, and say buy now, right? And then you want to do risk reversal, right? This is where you give them that satisfaction guaranteed. Whatever level of guarantee you're willing to provide them with, 100% money back satisfaction guaranteed, no questions asked, whatever it is. I've seen pokes that are willing to say, you know what, if my uh, course doesn't work for you, I'll give you your money back plus $1,000. Huh, what? However much you believe in it. Now, a few different methods you can use for marketing your course. Obviously, there's the webinar launch method. We've all seen these. We've sat through them. They pose a webinar for you. With you, you they come at you and they bring you all kinds of great value. But they leave you empty with this one area, and that one area 
is the area their course solves, your course solves. So you can then at the very end of this, tell them, hey, if you, this is if that's the solution you need, I have it right here and you can get it for X dollars in the next 24 hours. And this could be, again, you can link this together with your pre-selling of the course. Lead magnets are a great thing to use as you're creating your course. You're going to have tips and tricks and lessons. Maybe you can create a mini course out of your course that kind of give them the thousand foot view or 10,000 foot view. And that becomes your lead magnet. You put your lead magnet out there. Now you're going to grow your list with that lead magnet. Start to pre-sell them off that lead magnet and then sell, follow up and sell them the actual course when it launches. Again, each one of these steps that I'm giving you, and there's only three more to go, and we'll go into the next episode, could be an episode or two all in of themselves. I mean, lead magnets, wow. I mean, those are huge. I started off with lead magnets way back in the day and grew a list of 14,000 in a very, very short period of time in the personal development and speaking niche, right? Um, and then was able to market to them uh, over the course of the next few years. So lead magnets are huge. Here's a quick caveat I will give you. Do not give someone a lead magnet of steps that are not already in your course. If you're teaching them thing A over here with a lead magnet, and that's not detailed even in further or at all in your course, there's going to be this mental disconnect and people are going to go like, oh, I'm not seeing the connection here. So literally your lead magnet should be a synopsis of your course. Maybe it's a checklist. Here are the 10 steps you need to go through. Or if we talk about what I'm doing here with this series here, here are the 14 steps to course creation, launching and marketing your next course. I could just give you the steps as a lead magnet, it's probably what I'm going to end up doing, giving, uh, creating a lead magnet with these 14 steps I've put down and then link each, the lead, uh, the lead magnet is going to link back to my website, to the um, podcast episodes that go over each one of those steps in further detail. And then it's finally going to culminate in the how to create a course, course. <laughs> All right, there you have it. The next three steps, right? Setting up your online school. Pricing your course, right? You want to feed this into this bigger education-based business model, right? And then finally launching and ongoing marketing. Now, the last three steps we're going to be chatting about in the next episode are marketing your content. We're going to go back into cultivating that community of yours and then finally gathering feedback. And I know I've teased these a little bit throughout here, but I'm going to share a bit more information on those. So be sure you do not miss that final episode, all focused around creating your online course. I was going to do this in one episode, but man, it was gonna, it probably would have been a two-hour episode, and you guys would have dipped out like, oh my God, I can't listen to all this. So come back and check next time for the final episode. And here's another cool thing about this. I'm just, this is going random on me now is that by cutting these down into smaller bite size, someone that that's already picked their topic, right? And maybe knows their topic has high market demands and picked their platform, they don't even need to listen to the first episode. And if they were searching for things, they would see that first episode and go, nah, I don't need to listen to that. But if I would put everything into one episode, right? They were like, well, I already know all that stuff. But because I cut it down and they're gonna go find, oh, how do I make my 
my content more engaging? Oh, well, there we go. Oh, how do you determine the most effective delivery methods? Well, that's in the uh, 339, right? How do I set up my online school? What are the, the tips and tricks about that? Uh, how about pricing? Well, that's going to be in this episode. And what about marketing or cultivating my learning community? Well, that's in the next episode. So now I have increased my ability to reach uh, my marketplace by cutting these down into smaller bite-sized chunks. There's another thing you probably want to do with your courses. Cut them down into those bite-sized chunks so that you can get the right person into the right part of your course community and your online learning academy. And of course, if you're looking for some help with creating your course or your podcast, whether you're looking to launch one, already have one and need help with editing and promotion of it, looking to monetize your course or podcast, please feel free to reach out to me, Tracy at DarkHorseSchooling.com. Or if you don't want to, you know, uh, send the email, you can go out to the website, DarkHorseSchooling.com backslash coaching and there'll be a little form there drop in your email and ask your questions let's chat i want to make sure you'll come away with that chat all free by the way i'm not going to charge you for it all right uh, i want to make sure you come away with that call that chat that we'll have together with a success action plan again that's darkhorseschooling.com backslash coaching let's see how i can be of service to you in helping you start restart or kickstart your business your course or your podcast. Now, I know you want to keep getting all these success episodes. They're these great tips when it comes to course creation, marketing, and business, infopreneurship, entrepreneurship. So make sure you go on down there, hit that subscribe button. Why are you there? Yeah. Go ahead, leave us a five star rating. Tell us about the great job that we are doing around here. Or not, whatever it might be. Uh, here's the thing about those those subscribes, ratings, and reviews is that the podcast platforms use them to uh, to see if you're getting that value that I'm trying to deliver to you. And if you're getting that value, let them know so that we can get bumped up a little bit in the rankings so that we can reach more driven entrepreneurs just like yourself. So please take a moment, show the love, and help spread the word. All right, you get out there. You run your race. You get your results. And please, let me hear about them. Again, Tracy at DarkHorseSchooling.com. Until next time, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. And you know Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.DarkHorseSchooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.